Ladies and gentlemen, this is El Cochino, Tom Lawler, and I'd like to welcome you to the podcast that puts the lotion on its own skin, Lucha World. Bitchin'. Welcome everyone to Lucha World Podcast episode number 84. Fredo Esparza here. This week I'm going solo because we've actually tried recording this podcast twice prior to this one. And both times the recording just, there was a recording error, uh, a big, a big, a bit of a technical issue with the company that handled the the calls and all that stuff for that podcast. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to get Dr. Lucha's uh, Sam Adonis poem on audio. Maybe he maybe he mentioned it on um, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm not sure. We 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 tried doing this on a Thursday, and as soon as we were done, usually it takes about an hour for the for the podcast for the MP3 file or the WAV file to be processed. And right after, actually, they say it takes about an hour, but I think it's usually up there within 10, 15 minutes. Um, this time around, nothing popped, nothing showed up on the page, on the dashboard, on anything. I contacted the company. They told me that there was a. They checked their diagnostics, and there was a recording error. They had a tech check the file. Nothing came up, so we decided we decided to try it again on this past Sunday. We had another show. I thought the first time we did it was really good. The second time we were, I think we were kind of worn out, repeating a lot of the stuff we were saying. And so, but still, it was a good show. I check again, and immediately after, I don't see it up there. So I wait about an hour to see if maybe they'll show up again. And nope, nothing showed up. It didn't record for a second time. I contacted the the the, the company to see if they could get a tech to check on it. This time, I got no response. So you know what? Fuck them. We'll figure out a different way to record this show going forward. I think what we'll probably do is just mix it up and find um. Just do some live shows here between myself and Kurt. And Kurt couldn't make it this week because he had a he had a family issue going on. He actually didn't tell me about it. I found out about it on Facebook because I was really curious about um, why he didn't contact me after he told me he was he wanted to go do an interview with Superboy on Tuesday, and I had no idea if he meant that Tuesday or the following Tuesday. Uh, but that's basically how we do how we roll. Um, Kurt's kind of. He tends to give me portions of um of what of what he's thinking of doing, and it wasn't until I saw on Facebook that um what was going on that I figured out that wasn't happening. So um, but there was a lot of news this past week, and I thought it was time for us to do a podcast. 
And I mean, I was going to do one right after um, the they announced the anniversary um, matches. But then, uh, then AAA decided to change their schedule of when they were going to announce the La Llave La Gloria finalist. And, you know, I was really, I was really ex- inter- ex- interested in seeing who they would have announced. And I figured, you know, maybe they're going to have like anywhere between four to eight people. Didn't really expect them to announce 14 finalists for the La Llave La Gloria match. I don't know if I should have waited this long for to do this recording. But, you know, at this point, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> the anniversary, I think we, I think everyone was hoping for the entire lineup to be announced. But I think usually they just announce the mass matches and then about... Two weeks later or every other week, they announce more for the anniversary. I guess the the big news over the past couple of weeks since the last time we did a podcast was um, Sam Adonis beating Blue Panther in a hair match on August 4th. Uh, Dr. Lucha hated this match. He absolutely hated this match, thought it was horrible, didn't like it. Uh, I'm sure he, he mentioned this on Wrestling Observer Live, but we had two recordings Unfortunately, neither one of them made it. So in all possibility, Dr. Lucha could say that he never said this, but he did say it. Kurt has Kurt is here. Kurt will be on the next podcast to uh, agree with me. Um, Kurt said he thought it was okay. I agree with Kurt. I thought it was okay. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. I also didn't think it was like the greatest match. But you know, when you after you do two pure oath, hair and mass matches. Anything is going to come off a lot better for you. I didn't think it was the best match on the card that that day on August 4th. I also kind of thought that the size differential between Sam and Blue Panther kind of took a little bit out of it. And I really think at this point, Blue Panther is better used in trios matches or working maestro type matches. Working with certain guys like Negro Casas, Virus, Negro Navarro, or, you know, trios matches where he teams with his, his sons. I didn't really think this match... This match had a lot of heat, though. I will say that. I think Sam is kind of limited in the ring. He's not He's not the... He's not really a... a his style isn't modern to what we're, we're accustomed to right now. He's more of a an older... He wrestles more of an older style, but he does throw in, you know, some, some dives and does tries to do some other stuff. He's a big guy also um, compared to, like, the Luchadors. So... I thought the match was okay, as I said. The result, I think, made sense because I don't think you're going to get more out of Blue Panther if he's if he would have won the hair match. And you're going to get way more out of Sam Adonis. They already came up with a lot of possibilities with Blue Panther's sons avenging his loss, which I doubt would be the 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 core CMLL or anyone really expects that to happen to to happen. Um, they also teased Ultimo Guerrero versus Sam Adonis on the Informa that followed that show. With Sam kind of bringing up um, Ultimo Guerrero, a fan asked Sam Adonis if he would be um, if he was if he would be interested in wrestling Ultimo Guerrero, and then um, people were saying that he was scared of Ultimo Guerrero. So then Sam Adonis said, um, Sam Adonis said, why would he be scared of um, Ultimo Guerrero if if he if he if Ultimo Guerrero had three six guys wrecking his car and did nothing he that shouldn't worry him at all uh, of course the six guys were like you know los brazos and the brazos were wielding you know parts car parts that would have led to a little bit a, a way nastier situation i think it was better that he wasn't there at that point um 
I don't think that's the, the, the direction they're going either. The following week, they had um, Sam Adonis teaming up with Barbara Carbonara and Nero Casas versus, um, I think it was Caristico, Mystico, and I'm forgetting who else was in it. It might have been Sobrano. And they, at the end of the match... Carvernario was going to hit his plancha on, on Caristico when Sam Adonis rolled, um, put the U.S. flag with Trump's face on it over um, Caristico. Carvernario got the pin, but he didn't really uh, approve of what Sam did. They started arguing. Sam attacked Carvernario. Nero Casas like, paused briefly to help Carvernario, but eventually he, ha- he did help him. And after that, not only did Barbara Carvernario Negro Casas attack Sam Adonis, but so did all the technicals. They all they all grouped to get group teamed up together, beat him up, and so then Negro Casas was in, on the latest Informa this past Wednesday's Informa, where he talked about how he was really proud of all the Mexicans attacking Sam, and um, I think they are kind of teasing to that possibly being a a, a hair match coming up. I think even though there is a, 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 a the similar issue of a size difference between the two, but Nero Casas, I think he's proven that he can work more um, with guys like Sam, Sam Adonis. He had that really great feud with um, Rush. I, I think Casas works better with those type of guys than what Blue Panther could at this point in his career. So that's something to that I think could happen down the road. I don't know if it is because, you know, it's CMLL. For all we know, they could change their mind again or they'll keep extending this for a longer stretch of time. Um, I do think Sam Adonis will somehow, I don't know if he's going to be the one that wins the Grand Prix, but he's going to have a, a very good showing in the Grand Prix on September 1st. Uh, more Sam Adonis news. There was a Univis- Univision TV special <laughs> where it was talking about Sam Adonis arriving, his his um, his arrival to to Mexico to work for CMLL. Not only did this air in Mexico, I think this aired also in the United States, and um, it got it got removed off YouTube. And then, unfortunately, um, Microman Fever found another link to um, to this special, and uh, it's really it was really I would say the acting was just as bad as the Blue Demon TV show. The ca- the people they cast to play the roles of the of the of the luchadors that were interviewed was ridiculously bad um they had a mex like i don't know if they were they were all latinos i don't know where they were from um they had a latino play the role of sam adonis they had a a really like a dude that looked like one of the poros playing the role of nero casas (laughs) they they showed up this latino sam adonis meeting nero casas the fake nero casas and being very um, excited to meet him. And then he asked them what happened to his hair because this, at this point, Nero Casas' hair was um, short. So then they show, um, they showed Nero Casas, the real Nero Casas was being interviewed about a, a hair match he had with Volador Jr. They showed highlights of Volador Jr.'s match. And uh, they, at the, I think right before it, they showed, uh, they showed um, Nero Casas, the fake Nero Casas, only he had hair and a headband talking to a, a, a really good-looking Dallas. <laughs> and, and they were talking about the, how, how he was worried about the, the, the hair match. And, and they, so then they, they end up showing the, 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 the Volador Jr. versus the Nero Casas match, which eventually led to why um, Sam met him without, you know, with, with short hair. Then they, interview, they had Rush on there. 
And then they have um they they the weird thing is they had Rush, Nero Casas, Tirantes, um, the real Black Fire. They had all these guys, Sam Adonis, the real Sam Adonis. All the actual people were interviewed separately. They had a, a, two people in studio talking about the show, and then they had um these um these reenactments where where they had these weird people playing the the roles of all these people. So they had Rush, and I swear they had like this Rush looking dude that looked like he was like five five short and the the guy who was playing Sam Adonis looked like he was seven feet tall next to him. Then they show a they show a close up of um the fake rush and the fake rush is um facial facially he looks just like Jeff Cobb. So I thought that was very amusing. Um yeah if, if you guys can find it on, on YouTube I recommend watching it if it re airs on um on Univision. If you really want to see something that will just amuse you it's worth it. It's only I think it's only like forty minutes long it's not very it's not very good but it's it's just amusing oh they also show um sam adonis claiming that ever since he was a little kid he wanted to be a luchador so they show him at a birthday at his birthday party it's another this little kid that's mexican playing the role of um of sam adonis and he's all like excited that and he makes these two wishes and one of the wishes is that he wants the entire outfit of mil mascaras and his mom actually bought him the entire outfit of mil mascaras and a WWE uh, championship belt, not the old WWE or WWF championship belt, a WWE championship belt, the current one. So, uh, so then he, they're all in the, they're all in the, in the living room. Two of his friends are playing video games. Uh, his brother Corey is talking to these two little girls. His mom and dad are just standing around, and then uh, enter little Sam Adonis dressed as Mil Mascaras. And he wants to wrestle, but then um, his friends tell him, uh, make fun of him being fat. So then Sam Adonis talks about being fat at one point. And then there's this, um, they go back to the Grand Prix. I'm going all over the place on this because it's really like this weird um, weird show. They do this really weird thing where um, Rush, they show uh, the reenactment where Rush beats um, Sam Adonis, pins Sam Adonis. Backstage, they show a, a, a very di- di- disappointed fake Sam Adonis with a with a big old black eye and this one luchador in a in like in a red I think it was red and gold uh walks over to him and tells him hey don't worry at least you didn't die in the ring so then so then they uh so then Sam fake Sam Adonis responds you mean like Perro Jr so then they um uh, they show this whole thing about um Pero, they show the scene of um Perro Guayo Jr passing away I thought that was like really poor in poor taste and um, just just a weird thing to add to this whole thing because it had nothing to do with um, with Sam Adonis. I mean, I don't think, and you know, I think they they mentioned afterwards that every wrestler worries about that, and but it's like you can't really worry about it. But it was kind of something that they didn't have to add. Um, I just thought that part was really weird. Um, getting back to the to the the CML shows recently, um, La Nueva Generación Dinamita. Sansón, Forastero, and Cuatrero. Kurt now remembers who they all are, and he thinks they're all awesome. They've had a couple of good matches the past couple of weeks. If you haven't seen them, go check them out. They had a match. They had two trios matches, one against Rey Cometa, Soberano, and the Panther. And the previous week before that, they had one with against Drone, Titan, and Soberano. Both definitely worth watching. I mean, these guys are awesome. Hopefully, they end up being in the anniversary, and hopefully it's against Sky Team or, like, those one of those two trios that they just faced, really good um, trio. Hope hopefully we get to see more of them. Um, also on the on the August fourth show, 
uh, Microman, the, the micro stars were in action. And Microman did this really cool dive. It, I think it was an Asai moonsault. Only he, 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 he had this, he landed on his head. It's okay. He has a, his head was his head. Um, I'm guessing the, his head, his head covered his fall. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That was one of those crazy moments. I think they've, they've added Chamuel to the group. So I think they're probably going to add a little more variety. I'm guessing they're probably going to try to add at least one or two other people, two other micro stars to this. Because I do think it's actually something that's a nice little attraction for the like the fans who travel to to um, Mexico to watch Lucha Libre. So that that's that was something good. Um, the August 11th show was very good. Um, I don't think there was a really great match, just good matches. Nothing like I think a couple of them were okay, like the women's match and the main event were okay, but everything was anywhere between okay and good. Um, they actually let the the opening minis match. They actually let them do a tope suicida to the outside, which is a rarity if you watch CML opening matches. I don't know why any of us still watch those, but some of us do. Um, the Friday ones can be hit or, or miss. Um, the past couple of weeks, I think there was like three or four weeks where there was a good opening match. But that's about to end with the next show. So I think it's only this show. They're probably going to like strengthen the, the upcoming shows just to make it a little bit stronger for um, you know, the Grand Prix and the anniversary show. Um, the second match was Blue Panther Jr., the Panther Esfinge versus Puma Tiger Disturbio. Really good. I thought this was the best match of the, on that show. Um, Diamante Azul beating Rush. Another good match. Surprisingly good match. I didn't expect this match to be good. For those of you who don't didn't watch their match from two thousand, their singles match from two thousand sixteen, I think it was sometime or I can't remember. It might have been two thousand sixteen, but there was a match that they had where um, I think I'm trying to erase it from my memory. It was arguably one of the worst matches you're ever gonna see as far as a, a singles main event type match. This match was the complete opposite. Uh, at one point, Diamante Diamante Azul hit this really cool tope at Rush. But what made it really cool was that Rush bumped on the from the top, taking the tope into the the first row. <laughs> so it was this really cool scene where he just lands in the first row. But then you see like this one fan just taught like throw his all his beer on um, on Rush, and then like they you see security take the the go after that fan, and then you start seeing all this beer all over the place. You know, not just the fans, but the the wrestlers themselves throwing beer at each other. Um, really good match. I think after that match, I think some of us were kind of thinking that might be the the anniversary main event because, you know, obviously Rush would want to avenge his dad losing his mask to Diamante Azul. But, hey, surprisingly, CML stuck to their guns and kept with the plan of going with the with the two matches that they've been, plan- they've been kind of teasing the most over the last um, couple of weeks, months, as far as one of them and the other one over two years. The other news... King Haku will not be in the Grand Prix. He has been replaced by Kenny King from Ring of Honor. Um, we're going to start seeing some ring, more Ring of Honor. Actually, there's going to be more Ring of Honor talent coming up in CMLL. They've already changed the banner from King Haku, and they've actually put one up for Kenny King. That really surprised a lot of people. This past Wednesday, CMLL held a press conference. Only they decided... They would not air this live because it was so important for them to air it taped later on in the in the afternoon. I think it was a late afternoon, early evening in Mexico. 
But fortunately, we had a, there were a lot of reporters there that were tweeting about it. Uh, they told the reporters not to stream any, stream it live on anything like Periscope or anything like that, or Facebook Live or whatever they're using nowadays. Uh, but the announcements were made. The two mass matches for the 84th anniversary on September 16th will be Princesa Suhei versus Zuxis, which is a mass match that I think everyone's been expecting for the past two years. They both have been uh, wanting this mass match for almost two years, really. I mean, nonstop. After a match, they would talk about it in the ring, post-match interviews on CML Informa, everywhere they, or I think even on like, if you ask them online, they would say that's what they want and they finally get it. This should be actually, a, this might actually be one of the better uh, matches I, that we'll get this uh, at the anniversary. I, I don't think, I think it'll be good. I don't think it's going to be, um, they're both really good. It's not, plus it's going it, to, there's a lot of people who think it should have been the main event really because um, the other match, the other mass match that I think a lot of people aren't as excited about because it's been, it's just started, the feud really only started a couple of months, like weeks or months ago. Niebla Roja versus Gran Guerrero in a mass match. This, I think, is a little bit disappointing because I think the initial direction they were going with was Niebla Roja versus Ultimo Guerrero with, um, you know, a mask versus hair match. But I think at some point, <laughs> at some point, there must have been a realization that after about the third or fourth or fifth time that um, Ultimo Guerrero ripped off Niebla Roja's mask or beat him, it, they had to switch it to somebody else. And I think they figured, I think this was more of a power play by the by Ultimo Guerrero. This kind of shows you how much um, uh, power Ultimo Guerrero has in um, in CMLL because he got his little brother a, a, a main event match for an anniversary. I don't know. I, I'm not that excited about this match. They've really not looked that great. Actually, I think Grand Girls looked better than Niebla Roja sometimes. I think Niebla Roja really, I don't think he's a good um, technical. Like as a, the way he wrestles right now, he worked so much better as a, as a Rudo and worked really well with Dragon Lee. I kind of think this is, I hope that it, once they end this, they maybe like realize Niebla Roja's better as a, as a Rudo or who knows, maybe once or, you know, where if he wins or loses the mass, maybe he becomes a better technical. But I think I think he comes across better as a as a as a Rudo. I'm not as I'm not as excited about this match as the other one. But you know, it's it's better than having a cage match as a main event, I guess. Um the other news for the anniversary, Flip Gordon from Ring of Honor will be debuting on the eighty fourth anniversary show. Um this is kind of this is kind of um, what we've been waiting for after CMLL told Ring of Honor to not let their talent work the crash shows. And, you know, a lot of people were very upset at the fact that this happened because the crash was actually booking Ring of Honor talent as opposed to CMLL only booking Matt Taven. So it's good to see that they're not only bringing in Matt Taven, but also Kenny King and now um, Flip Gordon. So at least we're getting more out of this. I'm not a big Matt Taven or Kenny King fan. I've not seen enough of Flip Gordon to really be like, uh, to say, my, give an opinion on whether or not I like him or don't like him. Um, but, you know, it's something new. And, you know, if they're going to do that, if they're going to like force Ring of Honor not to let, or let the talent from Ring of Honor not work the crash, they should at least let them go to CMLL every once in a while. 
they the whole crash thing that, that whole mess you know really all i know is hopefully um i don't know that's that's just uh that was just a little bit of a if you don't know why that happened um just just basically it was it was a, a an it wasn't CMLL or the crash that did anything. It was a third party that was involved in, or Ring of Honor. It was a third party involved that really kind of caused this to happen. And, you know, hopefully at least, you know, now that it's happened, hopefully at least we get some, some more talent from Ring of Honor and CMLL, some good talent at least, or at least different variety, some variety and not just, um, not just Matt Taven. Um, the other news for the the for the both the Grand Prix and the 84th anniversary anniversary shows, they will both be available on iPay-per-view via Internet TV, ITV. This is the same company that previously handled um, Triple A's um, shows. I think Triple Mania, and I think there was at least one or two other um, shows that they held that were that aired on Internet TV. When I was told that that was the company, I have issues with I had issues with that service, so I don't know. And I think a few other people had issues with that service, so I don't know if it's that. I think they would. I think they should have just stuck with YouTube or um, really YouTube, really, if they if they were going to do anything else. The Grand Prix will be one hundred pesos, which is about six dollars USD. That's really good. I mean, hey, you know, six bucks for a for a night pay per view. I think that's great. The anniversary will be one hundred fifty pesos, about eight dollars US. So basically, you're getting two shows for 14 bucks, which I think is freaking great, fantastic. So far, I think, I think both shows have something I'm really interested in watching. So I think I probably will be ordering them. I would say if you're if you're not, if you're still on the bubble as far as ordering these i pay per views, you know what? I really can't tell you to do it or not to do it because there's always been issues with these things, and this is the same company as as I mentioned that used to did the AAA i pay per views. So. I don't know if you had bad experiences with that and don't want to spend money. I totally understand. If you do, it's only 14 bucks. You know, it's if it's not that big of a a money loss for you, go for it. Um, they had an ITV representative on Informa that also mentioned that there would be real-time chat available. I think they have that. I think they had that in the past and people had issues either way. And they would also be sending CML how-to videos for everyone for new um, new um, new people people who haven't created accounts there, so they could explain to you how to create an account and how to order. Uh, you they had you can order with PayPal, debit or credit cards. And if you're in Mexico, there was a, a third way that you could order where you would get a voucher. But um, I think they had they would give you a voucher with a barcode and then you would pay for it at a at a at a store that they or some um, shop that they mentioned. I'm not really sure what they meant. I think those of you in Mexico, if you're in Mexico listening to this, if you are in Mexico listening to this, I think you could probably um, just watch the the Informa segment and they'll tell you. Uh, Zuxis will be heading to Japan on October 12th. She will be in the Reina part. Of, she will be wrestling for the Reina promotion. The other news. Oh, I forgot to mention. Also, um, the anniversary show. If you can't order it, it will. And if you're in Japan, it will be airing on Samurai TV. And you know, I wouldn't be shocked if it ends up airing on New Japan World also. Um, I don't know how it would work on New Japan World, but I would not be shocked if they did air it. But um, the anniversary show will be airing on September 30th in Japan, and Triple Mania 25 will be airing on September 15th in uh, on Samurai TV also. 
Um, AAA, more AAA news. Oh God, this Taya Johnny Mundo Vampiro stuff. I think we're kind of. I think it. I think we've kind of come to an end to that. It's. I think there's a conclu. I think we've kind of given a conclusion to it with. Um, I don't know. It's just. I think Johnny Mundo's. I think really, ever since Johnny Mundo appeared in that EMW show that's that uses AAA talent in Tijuana, I think this whole thing kind of just went from being whatever it was to being a work, or at least you know having a. They can at least have a conclusion to it. I still keep saying I don't care what people. I don't. I don't. You could disagree with me, but I still think um, Taya. The Taya thing was more of a misunderstanding, but I still think Taya wasn't going to be working in AAA as much. I think she's kind of, she's kind of been working more in, in the United States and and outside of Mexico. I don't think she was planning on. She might return to AAA at some point, but I don't think it was something that was in the. It was something that was going to be. She was going to be a regular that much longer. Um, Johnny Mundo, I think, from what I understood, like back when we saw him, I think in God, I can't remember when we saw him. Earlier in the year, we saw him the 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 day he 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 snuck out on us doing a parkour thing. He mentioned he had already booked. He was already booked everywhere throughout the year, and I think he mentioned there that he had already been booked in in Mexico for. I think somewhere else he also mentioned this, that he was booked in AAA for. He had already had booking scheduled for AAA throughout the year. So I, I don't know if he's like I don't I don't know if he meant Triple Mania would be the last one or not. But he had already said that he was scheduled for all that stuff. Yeah, you know, I don't really care about this shit, you know, really. Like at this point, it's it's so stupid that they wasted so much time. I mean, it first of all, I don't think anyone really cared. Like their main audience is all casual fans who don't really care about the stuff that's going on on the internet. They're just gonna go to see Psycho Clown, Dr. Wagner Jr., their favorite wrestlers, Tejano. Hijo el Fantasma, Vampiro, Johnny Mundo. They're going to go see whoever's there. You know, they're going to go see the AAA show. I don't think they cared about that whole angle. It was such a stupid thing to do. They announced that Triple Mania 25 will air on Televisa's Canal 5 after the McGregor-Mayweather fight. They did not say what specifically would air, but I think everyone's assuming that it'll be just the Psycho Clown versus Dr. Wagner Jr. mass match. Um, they might air something extra. They... I mean, first of all, I don't even know when that 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 fight's gonna the McGregor Mayweather fight will end, because you never know when that could end. That could end suddenly, or you know, it could end take forever, and you know they'll still have, still have post match stuff. And I'm I'm guessing Televisa isn't gonna like switch away from isn't gonna switch away from the post fight or anything like that. So that's something that that'll probably air. The latest as far as Triple Mania twenty five. The only big addition was Lady Shani won a match where she would now be facing Sexy Star for the Reign of the Reigners title at Triple Mania 25. And um, I think there's going to be... Conan mentioned that he thought there would be someone else in there, probably someone from Impact. Don't be shocked if it's Taya. You know, you never know with Triple A. Um, there, also, there were a lot of rumors over the past couple of weeks about um, who would be in that Copa Triple Mania. Because uh, there, as everyone met, recalls, they said that they were going to bring AAA stars from the past, present, and maybe even some new stars to AAA. So I think every single wrestler who's been a part of AAA has been asked if he was if he would be a part of it. Um, Ali Park said he wouldn't work that show unless AAA came with a wheelbarrow full of money. And I don't think that's the plan. <laughs> I don't think AAA is going to do that. Um 
they asked Heavy Metal on on the Enmascarados podcast if he was going to be on there. And he was being such a total asshole on that that um, I think he is. He was trying to, like, not answer the question, but the way he was trying not to answer it, I think it really annoyed Jose Manuel Guillen and Bernardo Guzman to the point where um, Bernardo just cut, like, Bernardo was like, well, Heavy Metal, thank you for ha- being on our show, and we'll talk to you next time. And as soon as they ended the sh- the, the conversation, they were like, yeah, he's probably going to be there. Um, I'm pretty sure Heavy Metal might be there. Uh, Blue Demon Jr. was pictured on one of the latest posters, so I think he also will be at that um, in um, in Triple Mania, part of the Copa Triple Mania. The other match that finally has people that will be involved in it is La Llave La Gloria, as I mentioned earlier. They announced the winners. There were not just four winners, not just six, not just eight. 14 winners out of the 60-plus participants from this past Saturday's um, final um, tryout or whatever it was. And the 14 winners will be in this match. I don't... I'm guessing it's going to be... They're all going to be in this match because they did not specify if it was going to... They were going to be in Copa Triple Mania or anything. They have that one match, La Llave La Gloria. Um, the, the 14 participants will be Angel Mortal Jr., Angelical, who I, I think works a lot of indie shows. And um, he's I've seen him in a, a couple of... Um, I have not seen him, but I've seen him uh, mentioned on a lot of posters. Ashley, who actually was pretty good in the in her... Um, she's been on... She's been on AAA TV a few... I think once or twice. And she was pretty good. Uh, I mean, compared to some of these other women in um, AAA, I think... I think I think from watching her, she's probably already like the second or third best female in um, AAA. Bronco Gonzalez Jr., who's also been on AAA TV. Um, Chicano. Chicano from um, IWRG fame. He does a really cool um, Eddie Guerrero impersonation of um, when Eddie Guerrero was doing the the LWO or, you know, the the cool, you know, the, the sleazy Eddie Guerrero um, character. He does a really good job of doing that. I don't know if um, AAA saw that. He's pretty good. He's from Juarez. Dragon Solar, who's really another guy who probably would strengthen um, AAA's minis division if they want to keep doing that and they want to keep him there. He's really good. Fetiche, never seen him. Hijo del Vikingo, the standout of this group. He's been on television a few times. And if you ask a lot of people who've been watching AAA TV, he might actually be the, the wrestler of the year for AAA as far as um, in-ring talent because he's been the con- most consistently good wrestler that's been on their show. Pardex, um, Solaris, the Tiger, who they misspell as the Tigger, but it's the Tiger. I think they just don't want to um, confuse everyone with um, Tiger from um, CMLL. I have no idea. Hasha Starry, I don't think she's wrestled on AAA TV, but they... When she was in one of the tryouts, they really like mentioned her like very much. I think they were, they even like they even had a story behind her or something like that. Um, Tiger Boy, and the fourteenth guy is Viano Tercero Junior. Viano Three Junior is um, he's been wrestling a lot in IWRG lately. Um, he's actually pretty good. I, I've seen him a few times. He's small. Is the other one is really bad. The Viano Five Junior is isn't that good. But Viano 3 Jr. is pretty good. He's small, but um, he's somebody to, to keep an eye out on. I would say that of all these 14 people, I would say they, like, just from the ones I've seen, 
between Viano 3 Jr., Hijo de Vikingo, Chicano, Dragon Solar, Ashley, Bronco Gonzalez Jr., they would be worth keeping if I was seeing um, AAA. I think AAA really needs to start looking to keep some of these young younger guys and gals because even though, like, I know they want to bring in some of the old-timers and all that stuff, but the old-timers know what the business is about. They're not going to, they're not going to stand, uh, stand, like want to stick around with all this bullshit that AAA will do. And younger guys, except Chicano, I could, I could see Chicano not being as thrilled about that at some point. But you know, if you're going to have new talent, you might as well have them and maybe like they'll be around, they'll be happy just to be in AAA for a year or two. Then maybe a couple of them will like realize, hey, you know, this isn't really what I want. They'll leave. But then at that point, you have more like another La Llave La Gloria to bring in more talent. That's really what it's all about. You really, I mean, you you can't like force these guys to stick around. But if you, like if of these 14 um, luchadors, luchadoras, if you could keep a handful of those, then it was worth the the all these triads and all that that you just went through. Lucha Underground. I want to mention Lucha Underground because uh, Kurt doesn't even watch it, Lucha Underground. So, you know... If you're going to tell me, oh, I want to hear Kurt's opinion on Lucha Underground. He doesn't watch it. I don't think he's ever going to watch it. Let's just move on. But I watch it, and I actually enjoyed the past couple of weeks of Lucha Underground. Uh, unfortunately, next week they're going to have Sexy Star on, so I could imagine I will not be enjoying that pa- that episode. Um, but the last couple of episodes have been really good. This past Wednesdays had um, a really good um, show. A couple of people just said it was okay. I disagree with those people. I thought it was good. The opening match was Ray Phoenix versus Prince Puma, which was great. They had Marty the Moth get involved, and Ray Phoenix hit this really cool dive on 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 Marty to keep him away from um, Melissa Santos. I thought that was really good. I really like Marty the Moth. I, I I can't believe like of all the people in, in Lucha Underground, I I I wouldn't, you know, I can't say that because I actually thought he was really good when he was. I think he was in Tough Enough or one of those reality shows that um WWE had. And I thought he was really good on that too. He got hurt and um, never really got another shot with. Um, I don't think he got another shot with WWE, but he's um, he's really good. Um, this match this match was really good. I liked it. Uh, I look forward to Prince Puma. I don't want to spoil it, so actually, I don't. I don't think I'm spoiling it because Prince Puma versus Pentagon will be the next match. Um, Mil Martes versus Pentagon Dark was good. Just a fun a fun match. Um, really like. I don't know. I just thought it was. I just thought it was a wild brawl. Really good stuff. The final segment, I actually, I was really confused because I, I I thought this was the week that they were going to show um, Mundo versus Rey Mysterio. So I blame, I blame the Canadians for that because I was, they, they apparently are, are two weeks ahead or one week ahead of us. And I think, I think I may have, I may have thought that this was the week that this was going to happen. So I kept expecting Mil Mortis versus Pentagon Dark to go like longer for some reason. But then um, they actually had the closing segment with, um, with with um Johnny Mundo versus Rey Mysterio, which I thought was great. I, I really I, I like seeing the security guards just trying to figure out which indie guys they are, local indie guys, local Los Angeles indie guys were they are. Um one of them was Eric Watts. I remember him when he uh he worked the show for Johnny Legend as um Darkula and he tried to bite me as I was filming the show. So that was actually pretty cool. Um they had this really cool. Um, they actually had a little bit of a. They they had they let Rey Mysterio and, and Johnny Mundo have their thing for a bit. Then um, Worldwide Underground got involved, 
And then suddenly all these technicals came out. Um, uh, Dragon Azteca Jr., Sexy Star, The Mac. Then more people started coming out. Uh, uh, Pentagon Dark, Mil Muertes, Cage, uh, Marty the Moth. I think Ray Phoenix came out. I don't even. There were so many people. The Rabbit Tribe was standing, was was um, hanging on, on top of the um, Dario Cueto's office. Dario Cueto was out there just watching in amazement as everyone was fighting. Um, Killshot and uh, Killshot and Dante Fox fought. Um, what else was it? Oh, then Joey Ryan comes out and Vinny, Vinny runs in and attacks Joey Ryan. And I'm pretty sure if Vinny would have heard one of our missing episodes will never make their way on they would he would have been very he would have realized how happy I was that he attacked Joy Ryan because Kurt spent about 10 minutes talking about how much he enjoys watching Joy Ryan Russell and all this stuff and he was praising him for all this stuff and the dick spot and all that but um I was really happy to see Vinny do that the finish of this you know I think uh um uh, Prince Puma did a 6.30 dive onto everybody, which I thought was cool also. But the finish of it really reminded me of um, the way UWF used to end their shows where they would have, um, this is the old Bill Watts promotion, the UWF, minus the dives because, you know, Bill Watts didn't like dives. Uh, but th- those those shows would always end with wild brawls or something crazy would end happen at the end. Um, this kind of reminded me of um, one that just from me, from my childhood when... Um, where Michael Hayes gets caught, um, gets the fans start chanting "Prissy Sissy" because his um, initials uh, Michael P. S. Hayes. They kept chanting "P.S. Uh, Prissy Sissy," so he goes into the ring all upset about the fans calling him "Prissy Sissy," and uh, he calls out Ted DiBiase. So Ted DiBiase runs out. They have a brawl. Then um, Buddy Roberts runs out and attacks Ted DiBiase. Then Terry Taylor runs in and attacks Buddy Roberts. And uh, there's actually this really cool spot where uh, Terry Taylor like, like, like jumps towards uh, Buddy Roberts, but hits the ropes and like just falls on on the on the mat. And then Buddy Robert that gives Buddy Roberts time to take off his boot. As this is going on, um, Terry Gordy runs out. Then hacksaw Jim Duggan, and they just have this this wild brawl. But that's the stuff you used to get back then, you know. Now now everybody, I don't like I don't watch a lot of the American wrestling now because it's like you already know it's all it it always happens at like the the shows are so fucking long too. Raw is really long, so it's not it's not like I'm really gonna be watching that stuff, but it's like this is what this kind of reminded me of and I really enjoyed it. And it was a one hour show, which is a, another bonus. But yeah, that was really fun. The previous week had a really great match between um Jeremiah Crane and Mil Muertes. I recommend if you have not watched that, I recommend you watch that. And the week prior to that there was a Prince Puma versus Dante Fox match, which was even which was just as great. I think I think once we got past the first round matches, this show has gotten really good. Highly recommend watching those um, when they do make it onto the on Netflix or Amazon. I think they're available on Amazon if you want to buy them, order them. I think they're on iTunes also. Um, but yeah, the last three weeks of um, Lucha Underground highly recommended. Other news: Ray Horace is done with the crash. Uh, this kind of started coming around like. It came up, and I don't think anybody made much about it. Just he just, um, but then Conan did his uh, podcast boom where he discussed what happened with Ray Horace, and what happened was um, Ray Horace wasn't happy that he was working. I think the second match on the card, and he told Conan he wasn't happy about it. He told or he told the Crash officials about it, 
And so then Conan told him, well, if you're not happy, then don't show up to that show and don't show up to the follow-up show. So he's basically been, um, I guess he's gone from the crash, at least for the moment. They, he did go to the Revolution show that following Sunday to drop the crash cruiserweight title to Ray Phoenix. But um, yeah, you know, that's, I don't know. I think I, I, Conan kind of said he's a, he's a, he's got a, Ray Horace has a big ego, uh, you know, seems like a nice guy. I've met him a few times. He seems like a nice guy, but you know, I think. I think from a from a professional standpoint, you got to kind of understand that maybe he kind of views himself at a different level and maybe wants to be higher in the card. So, you know, that's just the difference of opinion of where a guy wants to be placed. And if he's not happy, well, you know, he could go somewhere else. And I'm sure he's going to get to work higher on cards than other indie promotions and other places. The other news from the crash, Garza Jr. and Ray Phoenix will be heading to NOAA at the end of September. This is going to be a, an opportunity for Ray Phoenix to vindicate or like prove himself again because his last time in Noah I think was two years ago, and he had this he had this horror. I think it, I don't I don't recall I don't remember every match he was in, but there was one match that he was really bad in that I watched. So hopefully he gets to show a little more this time, and he's improved a lot in terms of um, what he could do in the ring. And I think I think also there's more familiarity from um, people who have seen him wrestle now, especially the Noah wrestlers. They've probably seen him and they there's there's not gonna be as less, there's not gonna be as, as little, you know, because it also there's also that that sometimes guys might not be familiar with one another and the match will not work as well. Garza Jr., um I don't know, I think he'll probably I'm hoping they keep him in they keep him in tag or trios matches because I don't know if he's like in singles matches, I'm not sure he's still at that level right now. He could do it in Mexico because he's he's working with guys like Daga and guys and you know who could actually carry that portion of the match. But Garza Jr.'s done a great job of just being a great Rudo of late. Uh, the Crash Night um, September second show will be taped for Impact Wrestling. So now I think they're kind of forcing a lot of us who don't watch Impact to watch Impact. So. That show, I don't know if they're going to show the entire impact um, crash show on there, or they're going to just going to take clips. But that show also already has um, I think it has a mass match. There's a super libre match between Jack Evans and Bestia six six six. That should be good. Um, the other news from um, from Impact Wrestling, we're, we're we're transitioning from the crash to Impact Wrestling, where um, Alberto El Patron was stripped of the GFW title on August fourteenth. Global Force Wrestling in their press release said they were disappointed in how Alberto El Patron handled the whole situation he was in. Despite the fact that he wasn't, um, it turned out that the the charges and all that stuff that came out weren't weren't really Alberto's fault. It was more of a misunderstanding. So then Alberto on his Instagram claimed he had made the suggestion to Global Force Wrestling that they strip him of the title so that the rest of the roster would see that Global Force Wrestling doesn't play favorites. What a guy. That's what I got to say about Alberto. I mean, what a guy. I mean, this is a true professional. Uh, more Impact Wrestling news. Johnny Mundo, Taya, and Pagano will be on the next set of Impact tapings. And if you don't think Microman Fever isn't excited about this, then you do not know Microman Fever because he is thrilled to be hearing to be hearing about this news about Pagano on Impact Wrestling. He's already told me he's setting up his DVR to watch this. 
I know Dylan isn't excited about this, and we'll actually skip that episode of Impact. Other news, Blue Demon's family, one of the family members, is suing Televisa over the Blue Demon TV series. Uh, Dr. Lucha, Steve Sims, mentioned this on one of the recordings that we lost. It is actually the older, the oldest brother, the the oldest brother or son of um, the oldest brother, is the one actually suing Televisa over this, and it's basically part of the whole um, you know, Blue Demon, it, the 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 rights to the name and all this stuff. They're all always the the family's always arguing about it. Blue Demon Jr. and the family are always arguing over how they handle the the. The, the situation sometimes they get along over it if there's a lot enough money for everyone they're all happy if there's not enough money or someone feels slighted they argue about it so basically now this is basically what's going on with this um apparently it's a rights issue where they kind of i think the 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 this brother in the fan this family member basically wants um more money now that they know that um, the blue demons tv series is going to be going um airing outside of Mexico and the United States and other places outside of, you know, getting more of a, the other news about this blue demon tier series is that it's over. It only lasted three seasons. We were told this. I know Cubs fan and I are both very disappointed that we, we didn't know about. I think, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know about it. I don't think Cubs fan knew about it. If he did, he kept it a secret from me, but apparently it is over three seasons Hopefully this will make it onto Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or YouTube. And I will try to watch the final two seasons. I was very disappointed. If it's if it was as bad as it was the first season, I can only imagine what the rest of this series was like. And oh, and finally, speaking of Blue Demon Jr., there is gonna be a Lucha show in Ontario, California, not to be confused with Ontario, Canada, on October 1st in Citizens Bank Arena. The main event will be Blue Demon Jr., Tina Ablis Jr., L.A. Park versus Sam Adonis, Russian Hacker, and Trump Oso. It's basically a, the Trump Oso is a kind of like a, it's kind of making fun of the, the name Trump Oso, the word Trump Oso, which is um, a cheat. So this is um, Trump Oso, you know, Trump, you know, yeah, I know, it's funny. The undercard on this is really just a lot of the what you would expect from like a full show. So you have like a Priyata Morgan. You got the minis like Octagoncito, Demos three, Demos three sixteen. Um, it's not that good. Right, I think Rio de Jalisco's on the show. I think, I think he's on the show. I think every. I think we were talking about this on those two shows, and um, the capacity for Citizens Bank Arena is over eleven thousand. I would be shocked if this show gets. 500 people attending it. I, I, if, if it gets more than 500 people, I will apologize to these people that are running this show. And I actually, I want to apologize because even if it gets on 1000, it's a bad turnout for this. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a, it doesn't seem like it didn't seem like a good lineup. And I think it's also something that I, I think they kind of want to do Lucha at a larger scale, but they're like, they're not really doing enough of it. Like they're not, there's not enough promotion for it. And I don't know if you're going to be able to get enough people to go watch this. I don't know. I mean, you never know the power of Valley Park and Blue Demon Jr. and the Tineables Jr. But I'm not, I'm not going to go to this show. <laughs> I, there's too many good other 
small time indie show, lucha indie shows here. I'd rather go. I'd rather actually the the prices for this aren't bad. I think the general admission was like eighteen bucks, which is way cheaper than um an FMLL show. An FMLL show you have to pay like thirty thirty five bucks just to get in, but um FMLL usually bring. I think their FMLL is gonna run a show like can't remember remember when, but they're also bringing in Negro Navarro. I don't know when, but I think that might be something we might go to just to go say hi to Negro Navarro and watch him actually have good match. I think that's about it for this week. We will have more. Hopefully next podcast we'll have Kurt back on. Um, we have I. I think we're gonna have. I think when I was telling uh, Microman Fever and Dylan about the whole issue with the recording, uh, we were kind of. Um, well, they kind of want to do a podcast where they have more people on it. So we're probably going to do something as far as Lucha World goes, where we're probably going to do something. And that will probably be the next podcast that we'll do as far as Lucha World podcast. Um, the next Lucha Classica will be, um, I don't know when, because Kurt, as I said, Kurt's going, Kurt's got some things going on right now, but hope he's okay. Okay. He, everything's fine. I just want to say that, but probably I would guess. The next Lucha Classica will probably be either next week or within the next two weeks. Um, it'll be covering the a Lucha magazine from the from the Lucha Libre magazine, as it call, it's called, the magazine Lucha Libre, from I think April nineteen eighty six or eighty seven. One, I think it's eighty six, and it's really good. It actually has um, it actually talks about. Um, I think it talks about Nero Casas traveling to Central America. There's a feature on La Fiera and Mochocota. Uh, Dusty Wolf is going to Mexico. All these interesting stories. Uh, so that should be fun. I'm trying to think what else we're going to do. Oh, there's going to be some other stuff added to the Patreon. For those of you who haven't signed up for the Lucha World Patreon page, you could go to that at patreon.com slash Lucha World. We're going to be adding some... some I. I'm going to be adding something I think probably you'll probably see it sometime in either the end of August or early September. It's still being um it's still being worked on. I don't want to just post it and like I just don't want to post it and like have it be one thing, you know what I mean? Like I kind of want to have enough content on it so that people will be like, "Oh, this is cool. I thanks so much or whatever." You know, it's worth it for you to like sign up to see that stuff. Again, I I want to apologize for not getting that last podcast uploaded. Really like I'm probably I'm 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 not as disappointed. I was more annoyed by it just because I thought it it was it's it hadn't happened prior to that. I think it happened once, but it hadn't happened prior to that. So hopefully now this we can get that resolved and um yeah that's it. Thank you so much for listening to this show and um we'll talk to you guys again very soon. <laughs>